welcome. Hello, and welcome to the Buzzing About Romance podcast. I am Becky. I am Leah. In an effort to be less awkward, we shall now script the intro. But you make it awkward by saying we're doing it that way. I know. But that was actually not that bad tonight. That was way better than last week. (laughs) I would like to know what you were on last week. Um, all the crack. Uh, okay. Say that. That's the Hi, Leah. It's not far from the truth. Yeah. Anyway. This is not how we get people to listen to us. (laughs) I disagree. Um, on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are going to discuss the concept of the one-click author. What makes an author a one-click author and all that goes into being a one-click author. Joining us to do this, our podcast contributor, Rachel, and making her podcast debut appearance is new bookcase and coffee blogger, Jenny. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Thanks for having me again. Hey, Jenny, welcome. Hey. Um, so real quick, for those that do not know what the one click author concept is, I found an official definition. There was actually a definition that you could look up? Yeah. In the, in the dictionary? No, just on the Google. Oh, just on the Google. From Publishers Weekly, so it's like official. Mm. Maybe it'll be a Merriam-Webster new word for 2022. Maybe. Leah, do you want to read our definition of what a one-click author means? Sure. One-click author is an author that without needing to read a blurb, check out the cover, or read reviews to see what others have to say, you buy the book in one click. Typically, brilliant writers who deliver original, interesting, and entertaining books every single time. I I like that they are typically brilliant writers. <laughs> I know, that's really funny. <laughs> Just don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so one of the things that this concept is really interesting to me, because mm-hmm. I have thoughts, we all know I have thoughts, right? So let's- you have thoughts t- on a lot of things. I do have thoughts on a lot of things. So let's talk your one t- one click criteria or your criteria for your one fast. click author, right? Um, so let's first talk about what has to happen for an author to become an automatic one click for you. So Rachel, what, what so, kinds of things do you want to see when you have a one click author? So for me, it's someone that I've read multiple of their books and I've liked all of them. So that's key. Like there's never really been a miss. Obviously there's some that are like you like more than others, but it's someone that I've liked all of their books. And then also if like now that I'm on bookstagram, I also like kind of their social media presence like if they're nice to people, like they don't necessarily need to like interact with me in particular, but I've seen some authors that I liked previously kind of be jerks on social media and that kind of took them off the list. Mm -hmm. So I like when they're, you know, nice. (laughs) Well, you, 
I think that there is a level of engagement you expect from an author that, especially in the day and age of social media for authors and stuff like that, it's a lot easier now to engage with our favorite authors than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, and you had right. to write the letter and mail it in <laughs> and then wait for the snail mail and maybe get a snail mail back. But typically you were dealing with like a publicist, so you would get a signed picture or a form letter. Because, um, you know, we're past kind of the day and age, we're past the fan club kind of day and age type stuff. Right. Well, in a sense, but I still feel like we fan club it up as much as we do, but it's just, it's a lot more instant. Yeah. Well, we fan club it up. I mean. Okay. Although, other people too. They're just called Leah's friends now. It's not really fan clubs. Jenny, what <laughs> Jenny, what about you? What kind of things have to happen for an author to become a one-click author for you? Um, typically they have to have multiple books that I've liked, preferably like not all in one series, like a couple subgenres or different plots or tropes. Um, so I can kind of gauge their range. Um, something that's emotionally connected to me. Sometimes my one-click authors are authors I didn't like right away, and then life happens, and you're like, oh, I get that now, and then they become, like, more meaningful, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does, and that's interesting, too, and we'll get to that a little bit, because I think tropes come to play a little bit into that scenario mm -hmm. also. Um, we did ask some of our Hive members, and Jenna said she has to love multiple books and books that she could see herself rereading. Um, authors that pull on her emotions when the book is over, and she's not ready to leave that world yet. Either it's fun or unique storylines. So I think that that's something, too. I feel like a one-click author, in some way, you have to emotionally connect with them not just maybe their books but also kind of like rachel said their presence like mm -hmm. what about you leah what makes a one-click author for you um one-click authors that i buy purchase one-click authors are authors that i will consistently reread a series from them it is my comfort reads and my comfort authors are always my automatic one clicks interesting Okay. What about you, Becky? What makes a one-click author for you? So this is really difficult for me to answer. And part of it is because for a long time, I didn't buy books. I read exclusively in the library. And I sat on long waiting lists forever for either physical book holds or ebook holds. And the concept of a one-click author is probably a little newer to me just in the last two or three years. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, life and circumstances have changed for me and, and I now can afford to buy books. Um, but I think if we look at it as like I'm willing to sit on a hold of 170 people for a book, <laughs> concepts for me have to be that, again, I've read multiple books across multiple series from them. Uh, there is an emotional connection to those books and a lot of times, some of the one-click authors are books that are connected to different times in my life, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, just an example. Judith McNaught, I read her early on, 
in my um in my romance reading days. Like she was one of the very first authors that I read. I read her historical romances and early 90s. And I have owned them all in paperback. I now have a few in hardback. Uh but for um year a couple years ago, I think it was 5 years ago, she actually put her books or her estate cuz I she does not actively write anymore and I don't know if she's still on the earth. Um a couple years ago they put her books into ebook form. I rebought them all. Even though mm-hmm. I have multiple paperbacks. I have multiple hardbacks of her books. When they went to ebook, I was like, "Yes, I'm going to buy them." Now, they were bought on Nook and I have since mm-hmm. rebought them on Kindle. So you have like five versions of that book. I do have like five versions of that book. But they're a book that no matter how I'm feeling or what is going on, I will pick up and reread. It just, there's an emotional connection. Those take me back to a time when, you know, life was a little simpler for me. Or um, five years ago when they went to ebook, they actually went into ebook at a time when my boy child was like in the hospital and I was able to escape into those ebooks, mm-hmm. you know, during kind of a bit of a crisis. So there is comfort with a one-click author. Yes. I always feel like it's a one-click author is kind of safe in a way. Mm-hmm. I know we're always going to get an HEA. Well, and you, and you no always one's going to trick know what me to with a fade to black. No, no. Me. but you know what to expect. <laughs> like Rachel said, you might not love every book, but you know, you are going to like that book. Like you are not going to be let down with a subpar purchase like it might not be an outstanding like seven stars but it's gonna be at least a four like my my one clicks like they're never less than a four because it just I just love that author's writing I love their storytelling like that's something also so that brings up an interesting point so can your one click author have a book you don't love but they still stay on your one-click author list. Yes. Because I had this recently happen to me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I think yes, if it's one book. <laughs> but if it's like multiple books in a row, mm-hmm. then they definitely fall off my list personally. That's happened to me um, actually in like the past month. I've. I like knocked one off my list because there had been like four books that I was just like, I, I don't really even like this very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. probably four of seven. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to wait. Just be done. And read these at a later time because like they, I didn't really like them and that, and that's sad, but you also don't want to like continue to waste, waste you know, mm-hmm. three to five dollars on a book that you're not sure it lets you like. down. Well, and none yeah. of us are billionaires, so it's not like we just have three and four dollars to waste. And we're avid readers, and some of us are reading a book a day. Some of us are reading two books a day. You know, that can add up to a weekly budget that's not exactly right. um, manageable. So, Jenny, what about you? What does it take to get a one-click author or can you have a one-click author with a book that you don't necessarily love and they still remain a one-click author? 
Yeah, I would agree with Rachel. Like if if it like continues to go downhill, like there's multiple books in a row, they're probably gonna get knocked off my list and get replaced with someone else. So do you consider a one-click author, it, the person, a one-click author, if you only read one of their series? Like you haven't necessarily ventured down their backlist, but let's say you have author Sarah Smith and she is writing a um, friend group rom-com series, but she also has like maybe a nightclub series but you haven't really ventured down that, but you have one clicked and pre-ordered all of the books in this friend series. Would that still be considered a one click author? I think so. I, I guess it depends if you're going to continue to like buy all of the books going forward. Cause I wouldn't necessarily say that you have to read an author's entire backlist to consider them a one click author. Like I have some, I have a couple friends who are new to one certain author's world and she has like 80 books. So it's gonna, it's gonna take them a little bit to get yeah. to all, all 80, but they've loved, you know, the 10 they've read so far mm -hmm. and they continue to read what she puts out. It's just going to take a little bit to yeah. you know, go back and read the other 70. <laughs> what are your thoughts there, Jenny? Um, I would agree. Like, it depends on your personal preference of what a one-click would be. Um, for me, like one-click authors, I read most of their books. Um, so, yeah, kind of depend on what you consider one-click. Well, and I think it too, though, like you some of the authors that I automatically one click it's because I read one of their series and I fell in love with it and so and that's what made them the one click author and then they have not let me down since so they continue to be that one click but I think that's where the differential comes in <clears throat> you don't have to read multiple series if you really connect with an author's work for them to become a one click but then as you read their backlist, or maybe it's a brand new author who doesn't have a backlist and they only have like two books that are out there, <clears throat> but you're clicking everything that is coming after. So that's something to think about too. Like what, what is the body of work that they have out there? Like, cause you could have an author who has two books and they're astoundingly good and you're just waiting and waiting for those next ones. <laughs> We won't talk about that, <laughs> Leah. <laughs> yes, but that is not, that one is not a newer author. It is not. But we're just waiting. We're but just waiting. We digress. Um, okay, so can an author still be a one-click author if you read their books in Kindle Unlimited, never actually buying them or borrowing from library, like I said, I read every book in Maya Banks' entire catalog via the library. Now I will, I do buy her books now. Um, you know, I found her seven or eight years ago. She had a crap ton of back history. Um, she's not currently publishing <laughs> much to yeah, our. We are not going to talk about that. <clears throat> um, but so, 
you know, if you're borrowing a certain author always from the library, would you still categorize them as a one click? Or do you have to physically buy the book? Well, but Kindle Unlimited, you read, if you read the entire book, like they get paid for that. Like you were technically speaking, purchasing that book. You just, there's, cause you pay for that subscription. Like you pay to have that option. And, and that's something though too, like there are certain authors that I read everything that they write, but I'm probably not going to reread them. So I strictly KU them and other authors, whether or not they're in KU or not, like I purchased the book. So that's like, I go both ways. Like I purchase certain authors automatically, but then like I Kindle unlimited authors automatically too. What about you, Jenny? I, I, Cause yeah, I know I you're, ahead, well, Jenny's a big library person. Yeah, I do use the library and I also do what Leah does. There's authors I'll read strictly at KU. Um, but if I really like their work, I will go back and purchase it because you're never guaranteed that it's going to like stay in KU. Mm -hmm. So for it to be a true one click, I would have to go back and buy it. Yeah. And yes, I do use the library quite a bit especially for like the more like once it gets over five dollars it's kind of like I have to really really love this author what about you Rachel because then we'll get to price point because I'm curious about that I would say like to be technically a one-click author you have to be like spending money on it in some way like you have to click that one-click button yeah so I think Leah made a good point about how Kindle Unlimited, like authors are getting paid, they get paid by page read. Mm-hmm. So per page, and then they get a little bonus if you put, click red on the book and you're paying for your Kindle Unlimited subscription. And then obviously like if you're purchasing the book, I think that counts as well. I also do what Leah said, if it's an author that's like at the very top, top, top of my list and they're in KU, whether it be just a couple series are in KU because it's not like, or if they're a KU exclusive author, I will sometimes buy those books too. But I think if you are like spending money, even though KU, like we have a subscription, I would, I would say that would count for me at least. I think it kind of depends, maybe depends on the person too. I think it does too. Um, Cause again, as I look at my one click, author list which we'll get to at the here in a bit i found them all via the library (laughs) so and i've only just recently started purchasing them oh but see that's in itself though like not every library is the same because my library where i live is very very limited in the romance genre so like i don't really have a lot of options with mine yeah yeah that's that's just a side note there (laughs) we do know not all libraries are built the same yes (laughs) um do you pre-order your one-click authors so recently one of our the community's favorite author sawyer bennett has released all these pre-releases like as far out as a year from now they're like because someone said something that one of her books in this new series is like march of 2023 that we're Mm -hmm. all waiting for um do you pre-order those as soon as those pre-orders go up 
um, for certain authors I do. Yeah. Jenny, I know you're a huge like Penny Reed fan. Did you do you pre-order as soon as those pre-orders go up for her? I do. I have some that are like pre-ordered more than a year out. Mm -hmm. I do it. And then I forget that I pre-ordered it and get paperbacks random in my house. I don't do that. I constantly forget. I'm like, I shouldn't do that. And then typically someone says, oh, this book is coming out next month. And I'm like, oh, I need to pre-order that. See, it's I so like funny. to pre-order because then it's like I or, at midnight, like if I'm still awake, which most of the time I am because I'm finishing a book, like a new book magically pops up onto my Kindle. But so, then sometimes I forget and like three books show up. See, yeah, I don't do that. But like the other day I pre-ordered a book like two hours before midnight because I was, I was like, I'm still going to be up. So, mm -hmm. and this author doesn't do like a sale. They don't do a pre-order sale. Yeah. So I, you know, I pre-ordered it at 10 and it showed up at 1 a.m. And then I was up till three and nice. woke up at seven and it was worth it, but. Right. <laughs> so let's talk price point a little bit for these, for one-click authors. So if your one-click author is part of a traditional publishing label, those books are going to be like $7.99, clear up to like $14.99 for an ebook. Does that affect if it's a one-click author for you or not? Yes. Yes. Um, personally, I I don't really have any one-click authors that are traditionally published outside of Montlake, which Montlake's books are never that expensive. Mm -hmm. I won't spend more than $4.99 on an ebook. I unless it's a box set or something outside of that. But in general, I'm not going to spend more than $4.99 on it. And those traditionally published authors, I will just wait until I read them in my library personally. Yeah. But it's a book that's on your radar or an author that's on your radar that you know it's releasing, but they mm -hmm. have priced themselves out of being one click. Right. And there's a few that I with my library, they typically have these books up and you can place a hold before they're even out. So I typically try to do that as soon as the book comes on my radar. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully, you know, I'm not waiting 76 weeks for a book. <laughs> what about you, Jenny? Does price point play into a one-click author for you? Um, similar to you, like a couple years ago, Yes, very much so. Um, I have a bigger book budget now, so it's not like there's a hard set limit. Um, but I would agree with Rachel, like that $5 mark's kind of like pushing it. Like, I really, really have to love the author. Yeah. So, Especially if I'm two hours, like, <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to read it in two hours, five bucks is. <laughs> yeah. So what has to happen for a one-click author to stop being a one-click author? Her, or have you ever really like, I mean, I know Rachel said she recently ditched a one-click author because she wasn't connecting to their stories. And I do think that, and Leah and I've talked about this a couple different times. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. As the pandemic wears on, some books are just falling flat. And I don't mm -hmm. know if it is 
society right now and you know the in and we're home we're not home we can go out in the world we can't go out in the world um I don't know if that is affecting author's creativity. I have to assume that it is because it's affecting all of our day daily lives. Um, but I like last year, I DNF'd 81 books. 81 books, I DNF'd. And uh, Carolina was like, 81 books? And I was like, yeah, I wasn't connecting. I got to like 25 or 30% and I was just done. Um, I actually DNF'd two over the weekend because... I'm just kind of frustrated. <laughs> and the two over the weekend were people that they're not necessarily one click authors, but they're authors that I have in the past, like pre-ordered or sought out their latest release. So, so let's talk, what has to happen exactly for us to get for an author to fall out of our one click? Anybody? So for me, it is, with if they've had two no three bad books in a row because i get one like two like i'll forgive but if you're tanking still like on that third book in a row like i don't think i'm going to give you another chance like i've i've given you a lot of chances because i've read everything up to this point but past that like and it's it's more of a case where like they just kind of lost their spark in their books like the stories just aren't as entertaining like the characters aren't as well developed like it's never I will if the editing like all of a sudden is bad like I'll just get real mad about that but that typically is not an issue but they just the stories are not developed well or they don't end on like where I want them to you yeah. know what I mean can that author rebound and get themselves back on your one-click list if they start a new series or you hear some good things about a book maybe three or four books later in the series or a new standalone that everyone's talking about? I'm always willing to give an author another try, but usually like if that, like if that book also falls flat for me, then I usually, after that, then I'm done. Just done. Cause I get it. Like some people just, they have like a bad stride. Like pandemic like there was a lot of books that just kind of they were good but they just weren't good so I I get that like everybody goes through emotional things and life happens and you're just not like on top of your game so yeah I'm willing to give you a second chance but I'm not going to give you a third because at that point I don't think you're coming back yeah what about you Jenny <clears throat> what has to happen for an author to follow if you're one click I think they have to deviate pretty significantly from what originally made them a one-click for me. Like if they suddenly try a new subgenre and it's like completely not in mm -hmm. what I'd normally read or what I enjoy, um, I'm not going to continue to buy those books. Um, and the three strikes are out rule, kind of like Leah said. I think you need then three more books afterwards have to be good for you to bounce back. That's, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. What about you, Rachel? So similar, if they have multiple bad books in a row where I'm just like, this is just not very good, then they kind of fall off my list. I, I was probably more forgiving 
I am probably more forgiving now just because of the pandemic, because a lot of these authors are on a schedule and they need to put us like certain books out. And maybe sometimes, I don't know about you all, but I've read a few books where it kind of feels like it was forced almost Mm -hmm. like the author's heart wasn't totally in it. So those kind of books, I'm, I'm more willing to forgive just because like, I can't imagine how hard it is for them because you can only push a book so much before the readers start getting mad. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because that recently came up this week and it kind of falls into it because we've had an experience with a couple of authors who have pushed, have been promising a book, a certain book for certain characters at a certain day. And it's continually, it gets pushed out or it's on hold or whatever. And as a reader, as a reader, I would rather have an author say to me, I'm not feeling this character. And I think Claire Kingsley did that very well several months ago, like six, eight months ago. People were pushing for one book in the Bailey Brothers series or something. That was a different situation that people were a lot more forgiving, though. (laughs) Well, right. But I'm just saying, like, but she was honest. But she was on. We're talking about Mm -hmm. her honesty here, not the situation, just the honesty that like I can't write right now. It's not working. Her situation was very traumatic. The situation that happened this week, the author is just experiencing some really terrible writer's block. But in all the pushback. They have been either really vague or blamed it on other things as to why the title has been pushed back. For me, I'd rather just have the honesty of, I can't write this right now. I just can't. It isn't in me. I need more time. You know, I know you want this, but I have to push this back. I would rather have that than you blaming it on, you know, the dog ate my homework. Don't feed me bullshit. Because now you're not on my one click list anymore. Because you fed me I bullshit. I think that's part of it too, though. Like, if an author is transparent about why we're not getting a book, like, life happens. We get it. Like, we get the words aren't working. We get the like your situation around you has imploded. Like, we we get it, and we understand that. Like, as a reader, like, I really want that book, but if you're telling me like my life has went to shit. I can't get this done. Like, I understand that because life is not always like rainbows and cupcakes and shits and giggles, like bad things happen. Like, but just be honest with us about why we're not getting something. Well, Jack and Jacinda Wilder did it last year, Christmas time last year, their, their barn where Jacinda's Mm -hmm. office was caught on fire. Yeah. They had to delay and push back and they were going to rapid release their billionaire baby series. And then they've been staggered throughout the year and they didn't do as many as they wanted to do because they had committed to some other things, which is fine. But they were very honest with us. Our barn caught on fire. I don't have an office. I'm not writing right now. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Oh, you're having a baby. Okay. No problem. We don't, we can wait, you know, take some maternity leave, be the mom. Well, and there was, there was an author who I, I was waiting for the second half of the duet 
it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. She was having a lot of health problems, but she was very open about the fact, like, I'm having a really bad week. I cannot physically do anything right now. So as a reader, and like, you get that because she's like, I want to give this book to you, but I want it to be my best. But like physically and mentally, like where my body and my mind is at, like, I can't give that to you. So it was a, there was a big gap. She was very open and honest about what was going on in her life. So it didn't yeah. bug me as much. I think that, right. I totally agree. I would much rather an author be honest than make up some excuses or be purposefully vague. Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of authors who don't maybe push books back as much as maybe they sure. should. And I think it's because one, I've seen in some author groups, people are kind of rude. <laughs> Mm -hmm. like like we are all very understanding but we we are not kind of the like vocal uh minority <laughs> well i do I, think I, most people are understanding but I think there so. are some people who are not they're not and again that's part of having a public life and putting yourself out there yep. is that there is going to be some douche nuggets that are you know going to give you not nice feedback but we had an author last year that I was really anticipating this book. It was the third or fourth book in this series. And there was a, um, what was gonna happen in this book was teased in the epilogue of the previous book. And it was all the things I like, like tropes that I just gobble up. And I like this author. I tend to think this author writes fun and witty banter and has really good characters. And then we got the book. And it was crap. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. And I know that that author had pushed back the pre-release by two weeks. And again, I don't understand how I'm not putting a book up for pre-release if I haven't even written it yet. Do you know what I mean? If it hasn't even had at least one round of edits with your editor or gone to your betas at least once. Why are you putting it up for pre-release? It is nowhere close to being ready. That's a topic for another day. Um, okay, <clears throat> so Jenny, how do you feel when a pre-release, a pre-order gets pushed back? Are you understanding or does it frustrate you? Are you understanding and frustrated at the same time? Yes, at the same time. I mean, I'm kind of frustrated for them as well. Like mm -hmm. we talked about being understanding, like it's just frustrating to see people you admire, like struggle to either do their craft or in life in general. Um, but I'm pretty understanding and unless it's like multiple pushbacks and it just keeps getting farther and farther away, like just well, I think that give that's... it up and book comes out, it comes out. I think that's where I'm at, like with this one in particular, it's like, you have fed me so much bullshit at this point. I don't even care if I ever read this book. So maybe we should move on to something else. That's all. Anyway, <laughs> Ken, I'm sorry. I have been, I have been holding in a rant on that all week. And you haven't. Well, in general, I have. Okay. <laughs> to, to, to others. To others I have. Um, 
Okay, so here is kind of a question that is topical. We are not getting into specifics, but can a one-click author, like this is your one-click author, you've read every book in their back catalog, and new information about them and some of their values and morals have come to light, and you find that they are in direct violation of what you believe, but you still like their stories. Do you keep buying their books? Or is it just, never mind, I'm done, no more? Because this was a topic this week on Twitter and Bookstagram. Twitter, Bookstagram, and Book Talk was, was on this topic. I, I just, I don't know. Can I say that? Yeah, you can say that. It's fair. Because honestly, like, if I really love a book, like, I just really like the books. And sometimes I don't even worry about the author and what they do, because what they do does not affect me. I mean, Except on the other side, you're putting money into their pocket that is supporting, maybe they're, maybe they're anti-chocolate. And you find That's out. just insane. Well, there are people that do not like chocolate and they are actively campaigning against chocolate. And you are putting money in their pocket. Show me these people, Becky. Show me these anti-chocolate people. I will make you a list, Leah. I'm using it as an example. I know. See, that's one of those hard to answer questions. It is also why I try to avoid that stuff. I don't. I don't want to know sometimes. I will. I'm going to be really honest. There were three authors this week that fell off of TBRs, not necessarily one click authors, but mm-hmm. fell off TBRs because I was like, you're defending people who don't like chocolate. <laughs> and then they were involved in all of that stuff. Yeah. It's no different than we had the bullying outrage last year. Yeah, that's true. You know, we found out mm-hmm. that an author that's very well liked is a bit of a bully and is not kind to other newer authors that write in the same genre. And I'm not going to read that author. I'm just not, not going to support them. What about you, Jenny? What are your thoughts? Very opinionated when it like comes to political things. So yeah, if it was something like completely the complete antithesis of whatever I believe, they would probably get kicked off. Like I would probably do a total cleanse. Like they'd be off my Facebook, Instagram, like, yeah. Yeah. I know that like when the bullying situation happened, a certain author's books were donated at a very fast Mm -hmm. rate and being shipped other places. So that I would take that too. I think it depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it would depend like what this, what the situation is and what they are for. And I'm against like, whether or not like it's something that I can forgive or if it's, no, something it's the I'm complete like, antithesis of who you are as a person. Again, like, it would depend on the specific, what it is. You're so nice. What about you, Rachel? Yes, we we both know I'm the nice one out of the two of us. It is true. So I've I've never had to experience this with like an author I've really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that's good but I can tell you that there's been a lot of authors that I will never read mm -hmm. because of certain things so I, I I would think that I would probably just not read them anymore. I'm of the mind that there's so many authors out there. I can fill that time with other books. This is true. Well, and Katie Roberts said it the most eloquently of everybody this week. She said, if you do not agree with what they stand for, you have to remember that each of us authors put a little piece of ourselves, our values, our morals, who we are, the fabric that makes us, a little bit of that goes into every story we tell. So if that person is anti-chocolate, there is going to be anti-chocolate messages in their writing because that is part of who they are. And I agree with that. I agree that you are going to see who they are in their stories. I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk our top five. I limited you to five because... If I didn't, Leah would have a list of 78. I only have six. I no. have six, too. Five. Five, you guys. Six. six. Fine. Jenny, can you have six, or are you sticking to five? Well, I, I, I kind of broke the rule. Like, uh, it's okay to break sure. the rules, Jenny. So, we have rules. Yeah, I'm, I'm more bended it than, like, broke it. They <laughs> broke it. it. They have six. I don't, like, totally have six. How do you... You have five and a half? We'll get there. <laughs> Somewhat, yes. <laughs> That's oh my really God. funny. Okay, guys. But I Jenny's will say. Jenny's first time on the podcast and she's already like warping the rules. <laughs> That's good. That's what we like to see. But I will say that all of my one clicks are purchases. They are not KU clickies. They are all purchase and clicks. Yes. Mine too. Okay. okay. Purchases. I have to narrow it down to six. Okay. <clears throat> I guess we're going with six then. Six of your top one-click authors. And you can tell do me you why. you have yours too? I, I do. But now I got to think of a sixth one. I think you should go first. I should go first? Okay. Mm -hmm. Starting at the bottom of my list. Maya Banks. Mm, that is a good one. She is number six on my list. Mine are in no particular order. Okay. Jenny. Why is she, why is she a one-click? Oh, why is she a one-click? Um, because she writes stupid, sexy, steamy books with fantastic alpha heroes, and she never fades to black. She does not trick or disappoint me, and never does she have a slow burn. Ever. True, she does not. Never. I've read all her Rusty, sweet series. If Rusty ever had a story, it might be a slow burn. Okay, let's stop that one. It, I have never read a book of hers that is a slow burn. And if you've read her Simply series, I mean, that's like page five. I am there for that. I mean, they're sexy. Stupid sexy. Okay, Jenny. Number six on your list, or five and a half, whatever we're calling it. Five is Kate Stewart, and she can do all the subgenres very well. Like she can give you the mind screw, and then she can write a comedy 
right after it and they're always good okay rachel who's the bottom of your list or someone on your list i guess no particular order um susan stoker which we know is not last she's just the <laughs> last when i was typing um i've loved every single book i've read by her uh really she there can do no wrong i know exactly what i'm getting with one of her books i read them as soon as i get them on my kindle it does not matter if i have a million other arcs to read it doesn't matter <laughs> i'm staying up late I'm reading every second I have, and that book is going to be finished the day it comes out. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Leah, what about you? Okay, so <clears throat> Mary B. Moore is one of my one clicks. I She is just hilarious and ridiculous. And, but she, I, no matter what, like she gives me a book and it's gonna be good. I love her books. And she kind of comes up with some ridiculous things in them. Um, so next up for me is Olivia Dade. I pay stupid Kindle prices for her books because the library waits are too long. <laughs> um, I've read her entire backlist, some of her stuff that's indie published, and then all of her stuff with Avon. I love her stories. They don't always 100% love them. Um, like, I didn't love Spoiler Alert but I really liked all the feels I liked 40 love. So, you know, sometimes I don't love every story she writes, but I will always pre-order and one click her books. So Jenny, who's next for you? Uh, Maria Lewis. She caught me with the broken crown trilogy, mm -hmm. like sucked me in. And then I read her backlist and now I'm just kind of waiting waiting <laughs> uh what about you rachel who's next for you actually maria lewis was next on my list too That's so funny <laughs> so i got hooked with the put a ring on it series That's really and then one. read her whole backlist in um and then she kind of genre switched really like or at least sub genres and wrote the broken crown trilogy and i absolutely loved that too so that, I mean, that really solidified that I would just read whatever she wrote. She writes in multiple subgenres because she writes, The Broken Crown is romantic suspense. The Put a Ring on it is more like contemporary rom-com. And, and then she has her hockey And she has too. a hockey series, which is sports. So yeah. she kind of stretches across she, multiple subgenres. She subgenre jumps well. She does. Who's on your list, Leah? Um, next for me is um, Carla Sorensen. I love her books. I love her writing style. Sometimes, sometimes they're a little slower burn than I would like, but it's okay. It happens, but she makes up for it. But yes, Carla Sorensen. So good. Um, next for me is Kelly Jameson. Hmm. I love all her books. She was one of the first that put me on to hockey romance. I read all of her Aces, Chicago Aces series in the library and um, have just stuck with her through and through. And I think I've read everything she has out. <laughs> um, but I'm a big fan. Twice. At least. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jenny, who's next for you? Allie Styles. Um, she does angst really well and focuses on mental health with her characters. And she's always true to whatever disorder she may be like featuring in her book. Interesting. She has some smarty pants books, doesn't she? She has one so far. Okay. That's why, because I've never, notes. that's the only reason the name sounds familiar. I am writing her down though. I did too. I wrote her name down too, because I like great rep when it comes to mental mm -hmm. health. I, that's a big piece for me. So I wrote her name down also. Uh, Rachel, who's next for you? Corinne Michaels. Um, I got hooked on her from the library, actually. And I loved the, the books I read through the library. And then immediately I would just read every single book she put out. I do think I've cried in every single book she's written. <laughs> Which even before I had my daughter, because now I swear I cry like a rom-com could make me cry. <laughs> so if it's a contemporary romance, I'm probably sobbing for one, one reason or another. But with Corinne's books, I would cry like every book, even before I was pregnant. Oh, wow. So you know she can pull the emotions out because I was never a big crier before. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Leah, who's next on your list? Um, next on my list is Lanny Lynn Vale. I discovered her last year and she has a gigantic backlist that I, she was your most read author last year, wasn't she? She was, I read like 50 of her books last year and I still have like 20 more to go at least, but, but then she keeps putting them out. So like, I have to, I have to go forward and backwards, but yeah, she was my most read author last year. I discovered her last year. And I am not sad about that at all. And she is one that I pre-order like months in advance. Months in advance. Um, okay. So next for me is Julie Garwood. I have bought her paperbacks multiple times. I've worn and ripped her covers off. Um, I have bought her eBooks. I have eBooks on Nook. I have eBooks on Kindle. Um, I tell other people to read her books, even though. Yes, yes, you do. Not sure. You know, I'm like, you should read this. I'm not sure it aged well, but you should read this. Um, but I just love Julie Garwood's books. I like her characters, her heroes. It's kind of before the alpha hero really came into popularity, but she writes really, she writes actual alpha, alpha heroes that are mm -hmm. appropriate for within the um, career that they they work so um okay jenny who's next on your list Bria herbert she writes um she has a sports series um the hashtag nerd is probably her most well-known book but like i got her free or 99 cent like intro book and the other books in that series weren't out so i went and read her backlist and i just really connected with some of the stuff in her backlist. So now what is the name again? Everything. What is it? Cabria. Cabria. K or C-A-M-B-R-I-A. Herbert. Hmm. I have not heard of her. But I wrote it I've, down. I've heard the name. 
but I have not read her. Yeah, I don't I don't think she has like a PR firm or that doesn't matter. Self, yeah. I will find her now. Um, okay, mm -hmm. Rachel, who's next on your list? Riley Edwards is next on my list. Um, I love romantic suspense and her she's definitely one of my top two favorites. Um, she mm -hmm. has books in KU. She and then she has books that are wide, and I buy them all. I have read her entire backlist. I uh, weaseled my way onto her ARC team. <laughs> she pulled a Becky. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, and she's another one I drop everything once that hits my Kindle. So funny. She writes a monologue like nobody's business. I'm telling you. She okay, does. <clears throat> Who's so I didn't want to repeat because I knew these like that one and Susan were going to be on Rachel. So I was like, I'll get, I'll let Rachel have those ones. Um, so Anna Hackett is one of my one clicks. She is, and if you notice a trend here, there's a lot of suspense in my list. I think your whole list is romantic suspense. Now Carla Sorensen is not romantic suspense. Okay. <laughs> one out of your cheater She's six list. One out of my cheater six. If you notice a trend here, it's what I read a lot of. But yeah, so Anna Hackett, but Anna Hackett, she does suspense, but she does alien suspense also. So she is like regular, like contemporary suspense, like with billionaires and things like that. But then she does these alien series, but they're so good. She she puts out actually a decent amount of books every year. And I will, I want to click the crap out of them, but they're so good. They're so well done. They're like really in depth. Like her characters have such good backstories and personalities and character arcs and they're just there's no flatness in any of her books okay so next for me is a newer one click author for me mm -hmm. um i have read them all in ku but then i have gone and purchased the majority of the paperbacks well they were kindly gifted to me oh i know who this is <laughs> um <laughs> So this is Jay Salmon. I found her this summer and I'm never going back. And Becky had the summer of Salmon. I had the summer of Salmon. I now own Flynn Rider. So, because he's the best. The smolder. The smolder. Anyway, I just like her books. I like her characters. Sassy women, strong women um, with heroes that give as good as they get. So... Um, okay, Jenny, do you have another one? Yeah, this is my like cheat. Um, Penny Reed and the Smarty Pants universe. Mm. She picked a whole universe. Oh, she did because it's a you you have to one click that universe. It's a she picked a whole universe. It's not even an author. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. They have to write in the author's world so See, when jenny breaks the rule it's she five breaks and a half it good big break like five and a half 50 same thing yeah like <laughs> i mean how many authors have written in As smarty pants's universe oh, a lot <laughs> like the this spine. is like a head-on collision weird. with whiplash and ambulances and tow trucks breaking of the rules i love that that's wait i love that I mean, if you're going to break a rule, break it right. Right? Yeah. Way to go, Jenny. 
Okay, I won't first disagree time on the with podcast, you. Annihilating rules left and right. That yes. Smarty Pants universe is good. It is. So I'll, I will give that. Rachel, who's up for you? Is it a whole universe? No, it is not a whole universe for me. Um, I could have done that, but I. I oh, won't. I could have too. I won't. So next for me is Catherine Cowles. Um, she writes Small Town with a hint of suspense. And I have loved every single book of hers. She has a new series releasing at the beginning of February, and I am excited. I was fortunate to have an early copy of that, and it was good. It might just be her best yet, and that's another reason why I like her. I truly feel like she just gets better and better with every book. Like, Mm -hmm. it might not be your favorite tropes, but I think her writing just keeps getting better. Yeah. She does a great job with emotion too. And yes, she a, does. a lot of her heroes and heroines have like a damaged side to them. And she does a really good job of not making it. It's like true emotional trauma and not just personality traits. <laughs> they can move and heal on. It is not everything that defines them. And I do appreciate that about her books. Yes. And I appreciate that too. And I appreciate that she kind of gives them time to kind of get get a little bit past those or be willing to accept some help rather yeah. than like kind of throwing them into an unrealistic situation. Yeah. Okay, Leah, who's next on your list? Okay, my next one, I could have pulled a Jenny, but I didn't. <clears throat> so Aurora Rose Reynolds is my next one-click author. She writes stupid, sexy books. That's right, and she... But again, like her character development is so well done all the time. And I mean, half of them like have the boom. You just can't say no to the boom. But no, she, she is one of those authors that I will write anything or read anything that her name is, a, is attached to, whether she wrote it or just boom factory did so. <laughs> okay, so here's a bonus selection for all of you because we have rule breakers. Um, mine is not 50 different authors. Um, so top of my list is Sawyer Bennett. Mm, that's a good one. She writes it. I not only have bought the e-copy, I have bought the paperback. <laughs> um, I love her books. I like the Jameson Force, which is her romantic suspense. I love, um, I love her different hockey series. She has a legal series that's really fantastic. Sugar Bowl is one of my favorite. It's a trilogy she wrote years ago. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, Sawyer Bennett. That's my bonus pick. What about you, Jenny? Do you have a bonus pick off the top of your head? Oh, good. Okay. Universe. I think that should cover. That covers it. <laughs> Did we cover all your tattoos for all your authors? We did not. <laughs> we did not. I think I have like two or three. Just one. Just one more. Just pick one. One of your tattoos. Okay. Sophie Lark. Sophie, Sophie Lark. Lark. She is new to me. She, she and I'm can, impressed. Yes. She can also like genre hop very well. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, Rachel. Who's next? Who's your bonus pick? Um, Devney Perry. So she's one I discovered in 
probably 2020 um, through the library, actually. And then I have since bought all the ebooks. I have all of her paperbacks. I have just loved every single book I've read from her. I'm slowly becoming a fan, so. Yeah, her books, uh, most of them have a hint of suspense in them or a decent amount of suspense. The only one that didn't really was her Runaway series, but that was equally as good. Excellent. Good to know. Okay, Leah, who's your bonus pick? My bonus pick is Jennifer Hanks. Um, She does just a couple different series floating. She has an MC series. She has a suspense series. And then she, I mean, she's done with it, but her DeMarco series is a small town family series with suspense elements throughout. Um, But she is one of those authors. She's getting better and better as she writes. And I just, I love her books. I love her characters. I love the the small town that she writes in and the connections that her characters have. Just like her a lot. Just like her a lot. Um, Okay, so there you go. We've given you 24 new one-click authors to check out for us. And Um, an entire universe. And an entire universe. (laughs) Because, you know, what's 50 more authors? Jenny and Rachel, thank you so much for joining us and being a part of this episode. Uh, As always, thank you. So now you have 24 plus 50 uh, new (laughs) one-click authors for your list. I love the fact that the first time Jenny comes onto the podcast, she just obliterates the rules. Yeah. It makes me so happy. She saw those rules and was like Kool-Aid man right through them true i mean she fits right in she does okay so it's that time it is that time for book Book of of the the week week. okay leah what's your book of the week okay so i went a little old school and if you listen to the episode and you're hitting this point when becky's talking about julie garwood i am the person who was like you should she told to read these books to see if they hold up and let me tell you they do there's a there's a couple little things but overall these books hold up so i had read heartbreaker last week and it was very good but then i read mercy this week and i liked it a lot Theo um, Buchanan so, is one of my OG book boyfriends. Like I like him, he's mine. You cannot have him. You I cannot. love him. I love him. I mean, you did introduce him to me, so I guess you can't. But you know what? I might like book three the best because John John Paul Renard. Yeah, I think I'm gonna like him the most. They're such good books. <laughs> They, it is such a good book and it does, it's that perfect like suspense and it is, it's a traditionally published book, but it is, there's some moments where you're like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She pushes the envelope of traditionally she does. published. Well, especially because that was published 2001. Yeah. So it is old. pre it's 50 old Shades of Grey. Yeah. It is, but it's very well done. Very well written. That book is old enough to drink. <laughs> oh God. It's 21 years old. It's old enough to drink. That makes me feel really old. Just telling you. 
Okay, so my book of the week was Sleet Kitten by S.J. Tilly. This is book one in the Sleet Hockey series. It's an instant connection romance. I really liked it, and we're, we chatted about it this last week in our Discord server, and then we talked to the author live on Instagram on Thursday, so you can go back on our Instagram and watch that live. Um, I It's a new hockey series. I think this was her debut novel or book two she had ever published. Mm-hmm. Last year was her first year publishing. Um, but I liked it. It was fun. It was quirky. It's a slow burn. But um, there are some moments that with family and stuff that are just a hoot and a kiss cam, a kiss cam. Scene I love, that's I pretty love funny. a kiss cam moment. It was pretty funny. Um, okay. okay. Discord book discussion. <clears throat> okay. So our next group read on discord is rushed by one of my favorites, Aurora Rose Reynolds on, and we are holding that one on January 26th. We host these book chats on our Discord channel. They're very laid back. You can just make comments, ask questions, but come chat with us. If you want to join our Discord channel, just check out the website or you can email us and we can send you the link. Send you all the links. So we have merch. We do have merch. And it is the best hoodie and softest t-shirt you will ever own. Mm-hmm. I wore uh, mine a couple of days ago and it was very warm in my freezing basement office. <laughs> so we have partnered with the I Love HEA Etsy shop in order to bring you some of the softest and best quality t-shirts and hoodies we could find. You can find the shop linked on our website. New designs will be coming to you and just in time for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go grab a buzzing about romance hoodie or t-shirt. And if you're on there, they have some really cute word blocks and trope t-shirts. So if you don't love the buzzing shirt, you can always find something else because they have yeah. some really cute t-shirts and like designs on there. So coming up, Drunk Book Club. Our February Drunk Book Club is February the 19th. We are reading a book that is a marriage of convenience and the title will be announced later this week. One of our book club members, Ophelia says the buzzing about romance book club is like happy hour with my girlfriends. It's the funnest book club I've ever been a part of. And I bet the kindest people on the internet here. Well, that makes me feel a little fluttery. It does. So if you're interested in finding out about our drunk book club, alcohol, not required, we're drunk on books. We're drunk on laughter. Um, sometimes we have drinks, but it is not required. We also, but (laughs) we always have our book and our drink recipes. And Becky always sends recipes for mocktails and cocktails. So you get both, but it is a hot mess of chaos of fun. It is. So if you're interested in finding out more about drunk drunk book club, you can find details on our website or again, just message us slide into our DMS, but also say. We often play a fun game. Always play a fun game. We, well, it is always a fun game, but it just depends on the night what kind of fun game we played. We do play Dirty Pictionary every once in a while. It is a, a buzzing about romance drunk book club favorite. We may just have to bring it back for February. We might. <clears throat> um, so new year, new challenge. The new to you author challenge is currently underway. 
We are asking everyone to read at least two new to them authors each month for January, February, and March. We will have monthly prizes and a grand prize at the end. Come join us as we all discover new authors and win prizes. Mm-hmm. I love a prize. We have some good giveaways too. We do. There's lots of good giveaways later in January and February too. So make sure you're following all the social media. So our next quick shot of romance is going to be something new. Well, oh, no. This, this is, is our second buddy new. read. This will be our second one. Sorry. It'll be our second quick shot of romance, Buddy Read, and we are going to do Welcome to the Dark Side by Gianna Darling. Comments, questions, and voice memos are due by February 5th, and you can find details for that on our website. Yep. Um, We currently have 28 members of our Patreon, Hmm. and our next goal we want to reach is 50 members. Please consider joining the, please consider supporting the podcast and joining us over on Patreon. Once we reach 50 members, we will have an epic giveaway that will put our last one to shame. Um, Those are big words. They are. I will say I Patreon includes Drunk Book Club. We have lots of fun. We have Patreon-exclusive giveaways, and we've got some fun events coming up in February with our Patreon, too. So anyway, you can find details at patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee. Okay. Do you love the podcast? Make sure you leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcast. We'd love to hear from you and let us know what you think we should talk about next or what book we should read for a quick shot. If you have a suggestion for a show or an episode review episode, just send us an email and we will do that. So I am so excited next time on the next episode Mm. of Buzzing About Romance. We are chatting with author Mariah Inkeman. Mariah has been very open to the challenges she faces while being a writer with dyslexia and other executive function disorders. We are also going to chat with her about her upcoming release, The Dating Dilemma, her obsession Mm -hmm. with firefighters. I would like to talk to her about her hair changes too and the bet she had with her husband and how that came about. And it went from yellow to green. And I don't know well, what the next color is. Has she put a new color out? I think she has. Oh, we'll have to talk to her about that. Cause I do. Anyway, I am a fan of the fancy colors. She is fun and delightful. And I am excited to get to talk to her about the dating dilemma, which is book two in her mile high firefighter series. Book one was, I have not read it yet. It is. Wait, you read book online. one, right? No. Yes, but I haven't read book two yet, so I don't, I cannot speak to book two, but book one was hilarious. Like, they're me cute. Oh my God. So funny. So funny. She is funny and quirky and, again, might be one of the nicest people on the internet. Yes. And genuinely nice, too. None of that fakeness. Like, what you see is what you get. Like, she has adorable little quirks. I just love her. And she likes board games. And she does like board games, which I love a tabletop game. So Mm -hmm. we will chat. Anyway, Leah, this was fun. It was until next. It's always fun. Fun. It's always always fine and fun. Fun. I know what's going on now. Anyway, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. 
If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.